Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is Classified. This is Mocha Only. This is Sean Price. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. This is Quake Matthews. What's up, my brother Ali? Fight Diggy, Tribe Called Quest. Eloquent, man. What up, Styles Peter Ghost. This is Ab Soul. This is K.O. And you listening to the Come Up Show, where that feel-good music lives. This is the show that you come up on, yeah. This is the spot that you come up strong. Hey, welcome to the Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetto, host and founder of the Come Up Show. And shout out to all our new listeners we had a huge contest last week that got us over 14,000 entries to all Summer 16 contests. Welcome. We're live each and every Wednesday on the Come Up Show. And my guest today is born in Kingston, Jamaica. She first came into prominence in late 2013 and hasn't looked back since. Her work has garnered acclaim from industry heavy hitters like Money Fresh, along with incredibly talented artists and producers from B.O.B.'s No Genre label. My guest today is Jade Inc., we talked about her starting in music, why she feels it's important for you to travel as an artist, and how she feels about rappers who are singing nowadays, and so much more. Take it in. Let's go. Please introduce yourself. What's up? I'm Jade Inc. Jade Inc., where do you represent? You're from B-Town, Brampton, Saga? I represent the, I represent the whole of Toronto. I don't have a particular oh, district. Really? Everywhere, everywhere. I was downtown. I'm east. I'm west. I'm everywhere. Okay. Yeah, as I told you, I'm originally from London, Ontario. So people are very proud to represent like a specific area, and especially here. Saga City all day. B-Town, downtown, north. Like, what is it about Torontonians that want to stay, want to pick a specific geographic know, area? It's kind of like, I think it's like in New York when, you know, you're, you're from Brooklyn or you're from Queens, and it's just, we have our boroughs, you know what I mean? And yeah. we're, we're comfortable with it. We're happy that we have mm-hmm. our different sections. Like, I'm in Vaughan right now, okay. but I was in... The West End, you know, Western Road. I was on Jane. I was on East. I was in Danforth. You know what I mean? So I can't rep one particular area because I moved around so much. And I, but if I had to rep, it would be, you know, it's, it would be West Side. It'd be the West Side because I was down there. All my friends are down there. Definitely. So, yeah, so yeah, since you're everywhere, you can't. It would no, it be I true can't. to your story. No, I can't. I can't. I, yeah. Everywhere. It's Toronto. Period. Mm-hmm. Right. That's good. So, how did you? How did you get started in the creative path? You know, a lot of artists I've been noticing. You know, some of them maybe have started in the choir. Some of them. Have writing poetry what was your start into like what really got you tuned into music and wanted to get you into music I started off writing poetry mm-hmm. as an artist I grew up listening to her reading a lot of Tupac poetry I needed an outlet you know somewhere to write I was so busy and I didn't get a chance to kind of do sports and whatnot so I needed another way mm-hmm. so I started writing poetry and whatnot and it was actually a friend that actually got me into doing music you know because I used to do, be in the choir when I was younger and whatnot mm-hmm. But I didn't think anything of, you know, being a singer or a writer. And I went to his house and, you know, I just kind of freestyled something there. And he's just like, you know, why don't you just kind of try writing something? It was just something random. And I was like, hey, I'm already doing poetry. Why not? And I think it just kind of started its own thing. It just became a passion of mine. You know, it was an outlet. It was a, it's my therapy now that so it just kind of evolved that way. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was definitely poetry had a big, big influence in me being a songwriter and to me being a singer now. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you said freestyling, were you, were you rapping a little bit? Were you dabbling with rap in the beginning? A little bit. Not yeah. say rapping, but I was yeah. singing rapping. Like he had, um, he wrote, he, 
So he raps and he had like, he wanted me to sing the song a certain way, mm-hmm. right? And I said, I'm just like, nah, I don't really like it. Like, I don't think it sounds good. So I just kind of freestyled it and just kind of moved around with the chords a little bit. And, you know, we're very impressed, you know, we're just like, hey, it kind of, it kind of worked, you know? So it was kind of dope. And I was like, okay, so I can try it. And, you know, it's just been, it's been good so far. It sounds like you're, you're like maybe trained and like have maybe have a vocal coach or whatever. It like, it doesn't sound like you're an accidental singer when people listen to the final product. How did that happen? Is it accidental? It's a little bit accidental. Like I got training now, but when I started, it was just something that I was singing in a choir, but not in a choir. I was singing in church. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really in the choirs to do like, they have something called song service. I had to do um, Seventh day Adventist church. Mm-hmm. So, um, we had something called song service that you kind of have to go and just get everybody to start singing and whatnot. So it's nothing that I was trained in later on. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, Hey, you know, it'd be good if I got some training. I got a little bit of training here and there, but mainly it's just been kind of me evolving and learning my voice and, just now, I feel like um, I'm more in tune with my voice now than before because I've gotten proper training and just been learning how to maneuver and do different things with it. Shout out to my vocal coach for that, for sure. That's awesome. It's good uh, to invest in yourself. So since you're an R&B artist, was there any R&B influences you could point you know, to? It's crazy. Not not in the beginning. It was mostly rap. It was mostly hip hop. Mm-hmm. I was I was like singing, flowing. Like before the whole sing flow came about, I was singing and flowing like that. Tupac, I used him as inspiration for writing, and Biggie, I used him for melodies. You know what I mean? I think he was very, very dope with mel- melodies, and I said I always want to challenge myself with that and do different melodies on records. Mm-hmm. R&B-wise, I'm a big fan of old-school music, the Aaliyahs, the Mary J. Blige, the um, Lauryn Hill is a big influence as well, mm-hmm. right? I think everybody as a collective just supported me being an artist, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But it did influence from hip-hop, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Which is kind of weird, but it did influence for hip hop. I wanted to kind of flow sing. And then now I kind of do that, but I'm more like, you know, it's, it's more R&B. Mm-hmm. You know, it's becoming its own, it's, its own R&B type of vibe. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the singing rappers. Every rapper, it seems like nowadays, is singing. Melody is like, what do you, what do you think about that? Is it, where, is it the Drake effect? How did this happen that every rapper now is singing in the chorus? And basically there's rappers who were rappers now are singers have transformed to singers basically from bryson tiller to i know tory lanes i knew his music five years ago the guy was a rapper like bars and you know now we see what's happening with all these artists nowadays so what is your feeling about that like i enjoy it i personally enjoy it it's 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 diversity and you kind of always have to evolve. Music has to evolve. It can't stay the same way. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that they're rapping and singing, it just makes, it challenges music in a way. But it also takes away sometimes from like the actual R&B craft of it. You know what I mean? Sometimes it can take away from that true, true R&B sound. But it's good because when you hear a good R&B, it's like, yeah, this person can sing. And you appreciate, mm-hmm. you might appreciate it more. I think it just depends on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think music is always evolving and change is good. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind it. I enjoy it. I rock yeah. to it. So no complaints. I think all, a lot of people rock to it. It's just so easy to like. It's so enjoyable for the ear and that's why they do it. You t- mentioned that it may take away from R&B a little bit. And that might be right because there have been some artists, when you see them live, they don't have the chops in terms of their singing. They, they have mechanical things to make them, you know, to take them to the next level or for that. I guess, how are you feeling about being an R&B artist today in 2016 and when you're looking at R&B as, as a genre overall? 
like you said, um, I think it goes down to the performance, the the live shows, and that's what really counts at the end of the day, right? So I make sure, or the artist, being a singer, you have to make sure that you can sing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Make sure that you can perform how you sound, yeah. right? But sometimes I think with the rappers, they don't really have to sound like that. They have everything that works for them. You know what I mean? But I feel like when you... When you're, I wouldn't say a true artist, but like when you, you, you own your voice and you can sing, it just shows that. It shows for itself, mm-hmm. right? And I enjoy being an R&B singer in, in this genre, in this year. You know what I mean? I think it's a good time. It's a great time. Mm-hmm. There's so many of us. And it's, I don't want to say it's a challenge with rappers or whatnot. I don't find it a challenge, but I think it's just creative all in general. I can rap if I want to. You know what I mean? It's just, mm-hmm. it's not looked, it's not frowned upon. It's like, oh, why is she trying that? They're trying it. You know what I mean? So I think it's just evolving and just adapting to what's happening and just trying new things, experimenting. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So let's talk about your timeline, the artist, because I feel like I got 401 Westbound a while ago. Like, I remember, like, you know, getting email submissions or whatever. So, like, when did you come out? Was it 2013 or before that? And let's talk about your timeline of what, you know, you've been up to since you first right. came out. Before I officially released in 2013, before that, I did a one-two thing. I initially started off becoming, trying to aspire to being a writer, right? That was my whole thing. And I started releasing music thinking or hoping I would get more opportunities as a songwriter. That's why I started releasing music. So I officially released music in 2013. At that time, I was working with a group, um, the Showboys, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they kind of introduced me to hold the online game and whatnot. That kind of helped. Um, move things forward and get me um, noticed and get my name out there a little bit more. So fast so forward. This is before 401, like Sweet Conversations, yes. The Real Thing, If Was. Those yeah. were the first those few were. songs. Yeah, that's yeah. that's um, that's um in 2013 when I released those. Okay. Right. So after that, um, 401 West was the next record mm-hmm. that I released. After that was Solo. Right. So I just kept on dropping singles and whatnot while preparing my EP behind the scenes. So fast forward, I went to Atlanta. Yes, February of last year, I went to Atlanta. I drove to Atlanta, actually, 21 hours, wow. about 20 hours. I just got up and left. You know, it was just like a personal thing um, for me to just kind of go and to, you know, evolve in my artistry. You know what I mean? Um, it was a, it was a perfect timing what was happening in my life personally. It was just kind of needed to just kind of go, right? So that worked out perfectly. And I Did went you there. feel like kind of stuck maybe, or is it creatively, or is just you talking about just was it 100% personal, or was it also like the creativity as well too, like? Um, I wasn't stuck. Yeah, it, creatively as well, I was a little bit stuck. Well, not say stuck as personal, but things weren't moving how it was supposed to be moving. And so things were stuck, right? And I was just, I was just kind of sitting here and not doing anything. And I just lost my job and everything like that. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to get up. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go to Atlanta. I don't know what's going to happen. But it was also um, for business and just for more personal, though. You know, the business wasn't really set up. I just kind of wanted to go for this, you know, venture and see what's going to happen. Yeah, I got to Atlanta and um, met a lot of people, spoke to a lot of people, and things weren't picking up right away. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like a grind, me trying to find people, me just kind of looking at how the old industry is in Atlanta. No genre, people from no genre, B.O.B.'s camp actually found me, and we just started working. You know, and from then, things have just been kind of moving. I did a record with them on their project. They produced a lot of records on mine. They produced Atlanta and QC from Jack Beats. Just released a record. They just released a record the other day called Cats, and that was on Lana J's um, album. I'm not sure if you know Lana J, but yeah, shout out to them. That got me a feature with T.I. as well. So from then till now, I came back and I released my EP on my own, Invitation Only. I got a nice little premiere with the video through uh, Fader. It's just really been organic, to be honest with you. There hasn't been any particular, like, 
huge marketing. You know what I mean? There's no huge marketing. I don't have, like, this big team behind me. It's just really me just, you know, trying to find the right contacts and finding people that actually genuinely like the music, you know? And because of that, it's just been organically moving and just flowing and just fans just picking it up and reposting it, right? So it's it's really them kind of helping me doing the work. They're helping me market this music. So I appreciate it. And I, and I appreciate it so much more because... It, it just shows you that music or R&B isn't dead as we may think it is sometimes, you know. So um, I definitely appreciate that. So now I'm just kind of, you know, I'm doing shows and I'm still releasing some singles, maybe getting a project on the way. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm in a good space. So let's talk, let's rewind about a little bit to the T.I. thing. Tell me how that came about and how you felt when you heard you're going to be on the same track as the King of the South. <laughs> that came about, I did a whole lot of records while I was in Atlanta the song that we actually did was a throwaway record. Because we did so many songs, I was just like, ah, we can throw that away. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all that at that time. So when I came back, about five months later, I got hit up and said, hey, T.I. is going to jump on this record. So I'm just like, all right, cool. Well, you know, we'll see when it happens, you know, type of thing. You're kind of like being cautious because things happen. Like people I'm talk not, all the time in the, exactly. stu- in the, in the industry. I'm, I'm yeah. so like, I'm not really into the talk. I'm, you're, it's, I'm more of like a show and prove. Yeah. You know what I mean? People can be all excited. I'm just like, well, let me see it first. If it happens, it happens, right? So mm-hmm. we hit me up. He's like, yeah, the record is done and they released it. So, you know, it's been getting a lot of buzz. I was happy about it. It was dope. Mm-hmm. It was real, real dope. He came nice on it. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. So when moments like that ha- happen, like because you know, as uh, as maybe as an artist, you maybe may need signs sometime, or maybe you may feel down, and then you see a thing like, "Whoa, Ti! Like this is a real deal. Like this is maybe a marker for me to say, keep going." Was it anything like that for you, or you're like, "Oh, this is cool," and move on to the next, or you're like, "Oh my God, I can really do this." I was like, oh, "I can move on to the next," <laughs> and it, it, it's nothing yeah. to be. It's nothing. It's nothing about being rude or anything. It was just like it was. It was cool. I was like, "I right, cool." That was a moment. That was a good moment, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's so much more I've got to do, though, you know what I mean? So it's not about anybody else. It's really about, okay, me making my mark on um, my journey. So that was a good look. And there's been so many different looks that I've had, you know what I mean, with just people, you know, just kind of enjoying what I'm doing. So it's always like keep going, keep going, keep going, no matter what. So that's my mindset. You know, when I was living in London, I was doing my radio show, and an artist has an album out or whatever. I'm like, an artist from Toronto is an example. Like, you know, why don't you come down? to promote the album and let's do an interview and some artists like oh my god that's so far bro like it's an hour and a half for them to come to to get press and for me to promote Mm -hmm. them and some i find that maybe some toronto artists are just like no man gta i'm not going outside of that or whatever so what are you know the benefits of leaving toronto and going to a place like atlanta or new york what can an for this for those artists who are thinking no man just toronto just toronto what what do you get out of it when you leave you're crazy if you don't leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're crazy if you don't get up and go somewhere else. It's so, it builds your creativity. And I feel like sometimes when I used to get stuck in writing or just, I felt like I was stuck here sometimes. And I used to always escape to New York. I went to New York for a weekend or for a week and I was writing and, you know what I mean, doing all that thing, all those things. You have to leave. You know what I mean? And maybe... I, maybe I feel, maybe they feel like that because the city's now popping and they have all their friends there and whatnot, but there is a whole different ball game. Like the creativity level is a whole different ball game. When you leave, I think in general, when you travel, you experience different things and you grow as an artist and you grow as a person and you need that, you know what I mean? To, you need to evolve. Um, so for me, that was definitely big, big, big time for me. I want to do it more. You know what I mean? Like even me being in Toronto right now, I'm just like, I got to go. 
I gotta go. It's um when you have other people in I guess in like Atlanta or LA and whatnot, and you see everybody kinda making their move, you know what I mean? It gets you kinda eager, gets you energized to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Toronto can get you a bit lazy. Toronto can have you kinda sit back like, Oh yeah, I'm good, I'm cool until you really get out there and see how people the grind is different. The competition is different, so you have to keep moving. Yeah, and you see, when even if say you're a person, not even artist, like an average person, if you don't travel a lot and you go away somewhere, you're like, yo, there's a whole world out here. Sure. And uh, so you're saying it helps your creativity. I guess well, where do you get your inspiration from nowadays? I think it's just life in general. I tap into like you know past relationships, past situations, my friends, things that are just relevant to me in general, things that are important to me. You know, so it can be social issues, just things that are things that are important to me in general. You know, like I said, relationships and stuff like that. So I tap into that. Usually, when I'm trying to request an interview with an artist or whatever, they're like, "Yo, go through my manager. Yo, go through my publicist." It's like steps of steps of steps. But I was communicating directly with you, and you're saying that um, you know it's just you. So, what are as an artist, you know, you know, you have talent. You know, you can take it somewhere. What do you look like? What are I guess what are the things that you're looking for in the right team and right management? Because sooner or later you'll need a team to take it to the next level. So what are those? What is your criteria? Because I've done so much on my own, moving from you know invitation only, I need somebody that can take me to that next level. You know what I mean? Somebody that I guess that's in their craft. Somebody that's not just starting out. And I mean, someone that's passionate about my music. I need a fan that's business-minded, that enjoys my music, that wants to see me on that next level. And I mean, there's really not much to it that likes to take risks. That's very similar to, to my to the way I see music and the way I see my passion, you know? So they have to kind of be on the same wavelength. Creativity as well is important. But overall, it's just um, who can take me to the next level, you know? So this month has been uh, kind of been... What I've been um, behind the scenes is kind of looking into talking to different people to see if they do definitely match where I want to take this, mm-hmm. right? So you definitely need a team. 100% you need a team. You can't do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. But sooner or later, things will definitely come together. Maybe you don't know this, but how do you do your diligence when you, to see like this person is the real thing so you don't waste your time? Because mm-hmm. having the wrong team can also mess up your career. Right, There's right. a lot of artists who are not around today who are super talented i bet you some of that is their management team and the wrong decisions so how do you do your due diligence and like know that i research everybody you know google is your friend you gotta ask around to different people word of mouth and you also gotta gotta go with your gut feeling very very important if you if something doesn't feel right it is not right i meet up with people i have conversations with them i sit down i talk with them i see if they follow up like you know what i mean this whole routine and just seeing how serious they are how serious maybe i am with them I make sure that uh, if they say they're going to do something they're going to do it you know I mean you got to kind of test the waters and on both sides as well if I fit them if we we both fit as a family to work together so Mm -hmm. um, it's just make sure that their work speak for themselves Mm -hmm. and they can definitely help me with that I'm not quick to just be like okay I'm ready for I'm so eager I'm ready to be signed you know what I mean like that's not really even the game right now like you're not desperate nah like I'm not even I'm, I'm good with the grind right now because there's been so many, there's so many people that get so excited, then they go nowhere with it because of the excitement of just, I want to be signed to a label. And it just looks good to be signed to a label. But behind the scenes, like we, we might know, like you get signed, it's work, it's more work now. Nothing doesn't stop. This is where it really starts. You know what I mean? So testing out their ability and testing out their word and make sure that everything stands and that it fits what you're doing. You know, it takes time, but you got to just go with your gut feeling.
So you're saying it takes time. You sound pretty calm about things. A lot of artists that I talk about, you know, in terms of patience, like, how come I'm not on yet? Like, I'm better than that next person. Yo, I'm hot. Like, I ain't, I ain't where I'm supposed to be yet. Like, do you ever go through things like that? And how do you manage? I used to. I used, used to. to. I used to. I used to say things like that. Like, man, I should be on right now. Man, I should be popping. But I think I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I think everybody in general is exactly where you're supposed to be. You know what I mean? Um, nothing happened before it's time. I needed to learn patience, you know, um, because I might get it and lose it right away. You know, I might get it and don't know how to handle it, don't know how to talk. You know what I mean? Like, I had to go through a process, even with doing interviews. I didn't, I didn't care to do interviews. I was just like, I'm cool to give out my music. I didn't care to talk to nobody. I'm, I'm good. I didn't, I didn't, didn't, one time I didn't really, wasn't even really doing shows. You know what I mean? Um, it was just kind of like a process for me of getting everything. I was like, yeah, let me just kind of put myself out there a little bit more. I'm a little bit of a mystery to people. I'm just dropping songs out of nowhere, you know? Who is this girl? For real, you know? But, um... It's just, it's just patience. I'm not, I, I want to get there, but I want it to be right. I don't want to just jump for it because when you're too excited about it and you're impatient, you get the wrong things. So I'm very happy with where I am right now. And, and a lot of times you have to grow as a person, you know what I mean, for your artistry to grow as well. And I'm definitely in that mode and in that space of me growing personally to get to, to make sure that when I get there, everything is good, that I stay true to myself. Mm-hmm. So that's very important. Yeah, that is very important. So I will have a c- couple of questions of like quotes that you've tweeted or stuff like that. It's, I always like to do this with artists. So one of them was, don't let your moods get in the way of your goals. What did you mean by that? Don't let your, your attitude or the how you're feeling today get in the way of tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, I might be, just like you said, you're impatient, you might be down today, something might not work out, or you got a wrong email or whatever it is. It is what it is. Just kind of keep it moving. There's a next day. Don't let it get in the way of the end goal. And there's really never an end goal when you think about it. Because when you get to that particular goal that you want, there's always going to be something else that you want to strive for. There's never an end to, to what you do. And that's in general in any, in any craft, right? So that's what I meant by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is three-hour conversation in Starbucks at Times Square. <laughs> that, that, that life-changing. <laughs> I had a conversation. I just came back from New York recently, and I sat down with this guy. Um, and we're talking for, like, three hours. This guy has been in the industry. I'm not going to call his name, but he's been in the industry for, like, over 35 years. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, he's just schooling me on on different things, you know what I mean, on, like, the industry and how to proper go about things, um, go go about different situations, and just, just challenging me, you know what I mean? I just listened to him talk for so long, and it changed my perspective on things. It changed my perspective with the business, in a sense, you know? Well, give us some game. What is he saying about the business that has changed your perspective on? I'm not going to give too much. I'm not going to give too much. I saw your face. You're like, yeah, so give it. Give, give us some information. Um, it was more like, I can give you one. It was more like artists need to kind of look at things as a business. Sometimes you have to take the art out of it and look at it as a business. After you've done all your, you created your music and stuff like that, okay, now it's business time. How do you maneuver? How do you move forward? How do you make things click, right? So... It was just kind of, we're all, you know, when you're making music and you're, you're an artist, you know, it's just, you just want to create, you just want to release music, see how people are going to um, enjoy it or anything like that, everything like that. But 
it comes down to the business, depending on how serious you are about it. At a, at a certain time, it comes down to that. So um, I took away a lot of information from it. That was life-changing to me with how I'm going to be moving forward with my artistry, with my music, and with my business. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it's kind of a new thing nowadays because maybe, say, 10, 15 years ago or 20 years ago, if you were an artist and you're signed to a label, all you had to worry about is your art for the most part, and everybody's taking care of everything. But now you have to be much more independent and you got to really follow up. So how is that like as an, you being a creative person to like, you know, focus on that business? Is it like, oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, this is hard or I have to learn this. It, it can sometimes, I don't want to say annoying, but it can sometimes take away from your creativity when you want to create. Mm-hmm. I think that you definitely need a team that can balance the business side of thing while you create, but also, you know, show up and make sure you know exactly what's happening. Um, and during the process, if you're doing both the business and the artistry, it, it can conflict. You know what I mean? It's, it, it can be a big conflict because you need time for your artists. You need time for your artistry. You need time to create. But I enjoy it. I, I well, I got to do it right now. It is what it is. But I, I've created so much music, so I just kind of I can sit with the music right now and just kind of do the business end of thing. And I'm learning so much. You know, I'm learning how to maneuver, how to move around certain things, what I want, what I don't want. And it puts you in a bit in a different mindset. I think everybody should definitely be on top of their their business and music. And I'm glad that it's changing. You know, it could be you want to focus on your music. And I guess back in the days they did that, but they got screwed. You know what I mean? They didn't know exactly. They didn't know where their money was going, who was getting the money, and what whatever. Right now, it's kind of like you kind of build yourself. You can be yourself. You don't have to be anybody else but but yourself right now. You know what I mean? And people appreciate you for who you are because you know what? This is just me, and this is how I enjoy music, and this is how I want to show it to you. But make it into a business that it looks, you know, that looks appealing. Mm -hmm. So I think um, I like to be. On top of everything, I'm, I like to be involved in everything. I think it's important that I'm involved in everything, every part of my artistry, because it represents my brand, right? So I'm, I gl- I'm glad that it kind of changed a little bit, and you kind of have to be on top of your game. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, you're in control. And uh, I know this as well as an entrepreneur. You have to learn so much in all the different areas. While it may be harder, you're like, wow, I'm growing so much as a person. This is exciting because maybe if you had a typical job, say a nine to five, you're probably learning that one thing that you're doing and that's it. But like as a entrepreneur, marketing, business, creativity, branding, graphics and all that type of stuff, you're being enriched. And do you see that way? And do you see like, whoa, like this is, um, I do, yeah. I do, yeah. I do. And I take advantage of it all as, as much as I can. And, and it's good to meet other people that have that knowledge already that you can learn from them. You know what I mean? And with that, you probably learn how to do things differently. You know what I mean? That people have never done it before. So I think it's exciting. As There's two sides to it as well, you know, mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur. But I think it's overall, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's definitely exciting. I enjoy it. So you have a show coming up with the Academy. It's happening on Thursday, June 23rd at the Drake Hotel. Uh, Haven't seen a live show of yours yet. What is witnessing Jade Inc. live uh, on the stage like? Um, Just me being in my element, me having fun. You know what I mean? Just kind of me... Me being myself, I don't know what else you're... I'm pretty, I'm pretty extra, okay? Not, I won't be extra in this show, but, like, you know, there's not going to be no fires and stuff like that. If I had a budget, there would be fire. There would be smoke and all this. I might even do, like, an outfit change. Like, I like to put a show together. So, But it's just going to be a personal show, um, just me kind of sharing my music with people that that's across the city that enjoy what I'm doing. And just me being my element and just having fun. 
You know what I mean? So make sure you guys come out to watch that. It's going to be a lot of fun. What was it developing your show like? Because I find now as a person who's behind the music, I find that we have a lot of SoundCloud artists who are just uploading music on SoundCloud and they're not doing shows. But then when it comes to doing the shows that they haven't really developed themselves as a live performer. They haven't done like a few shows or whatever and they you know maybe the first show or two they're like totally flopping and then they don't capture the audience so like how did you develop your show i was that artist you know what yeah. i mean i was that artist releasing music on soundcloud and i wasn't performing because yeah. i was like man i was kind of like it was i don't want to say it was a little bit fearful but probably i was because i was yeah. like oh i don't know how it's gonna be are they gonna it's gonna come across i'm so mm-hmm. nervous you know i'm always yeah. nervous to hit the stage but it took me a while to kind of get comfortable i'm just like man i have to start performing that's where yeah. i'm gonna start getting my audience from yeah. and for me it had to i had to develop it i had to kind of do it i had to get nervous i had to i had to flop you know what i mean you have to flop you have, have to go to. through you know what i mean you have to fail a little bit and then you say okay cool i'm on my game now you know what i mean and i'm still learning you know what I mean? I'm still learning. I'm still in the game. I'm trying to maneuver how I want to get things better. But I know in my mind how I want it to be. And I know that I just want to be me. You know what I mean? I just want to be comfortable and enjoy the music. And I feel when people know that you're enjoying your own music, they enjoy it too. Exactly. Right? So that's the approach that I take now. It's just like, I'm just going to have fun. You know? Mm-hmm. I hope you have fun too. If you do, that's a bonus. If you don't, I'm sorry. But yeah. I'm going to have fun I with it. Fun. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm trying to give you the best show I can because... I'm just going to enjoy it myself. I'm glad you took that step because some of them may get way too popping on SoundCloud. Say they might have millions of listens and they have done a show yet. And then when they do the show, a thousand people come out and then, then they flop in front of a larger audience. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't want to do that. I'm glad. No. Jading, for the people who are listening right now who are fans of your music, who are supporter, family, friends, all that type of stuff, what would you like to say to them? I just want to say thank you to everybody that supported my music from here on moving forward. Even the people that are probably not even with me or in my circle right now. Thank you to those people too for helping me um, during that time to get to where I am now. To all the fans that just repost and you know what I mean? Give me shout outs all the time. I always see stuff like, man, she's so talented. How come she didn't make it? You know what I mean? She but yeah, I know how come yeah. she's not there yet or how come they're always just so confused about it, but they really know that some, it's sometimes it's a lot more to it than just, you know, putting out music out there. But I'm just so grateful for everybody just, just supporting me and that I'm glad that everybody's enjoying the music. So just, just thank you mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Any last words? Shout out to all the boroughs. The last time I was at an interview, they're like, shout out to, we want to give a shout out to, I'm going to say shout out to Toronto. So Brampton, Scarborough, Western Road, uh, Milton, Oakville. (laughs) No, just shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to Toronto. Thank you for your time. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Jade Inc. Each and every Wednesday, we bring you a brand new interview with a great artist who has something to share from their story. If you haven't already subscribed, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, we're everywhere. And stay tuned to our next interview next Wednesday on the Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetto. Make sure you check her out at our show Thursday, June 23rd with The Hustle. Peace. Peace.